2: Tom Bernard Show with L.A. Nick,
0: Alex Bernard Rasmussen,
2: Andy Brad Bernard,
0: Cassie
1: Schrader,
2: uh, Sharon, is it Barrick? Is that how you say
3: it, Baric or Baric? Uh, Let's find out. Barrick. Sharon, uh, how do you say your last name?
1: Hi, Tom. This is Sharon, and my last name is pronounced bear Rich. Bear-rich.
2: Bear-rich. Bear-rich. Okay, bear We'll be right back in just a couple minutes with Sharon Barrich. Health care fraud cases cost taxpayers $100 billion a year. Jesus. Oh, you called in on a perfect day, Sharon. We'll be right back. <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. Doug Spenthal, Walser Automotive Group, com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing.
4: I, you know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at, at com, and he goes, hey, I bought a 2004 and I think it was a Honda Accord back in 2014 having some problems with the engine uh, do I have any coverage so I called the Honda store we looked it up and sure enough the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty so it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase uh, non-highline vehicle and they covered the engine repair think about what that means that's a 13 year old car and the guy got his engine replaced it doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well.
2: It is really cool, though.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car.
2: And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com,
4: because of warranty for life. And you like working with me too, right, Tommy? Tommy. Tom. I, I don't think he's there.
2: That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Sharon Baruch, ladies and gentlemen, the healthcare fraud costs taxpayers a hundred billion dollars a year. Sharon, I have a question for you before we start the the, the discussing your topic. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Who is it? Sharon.
1: Yes, I'm here.
2: Oh, there you are. Good, yes. good. We couldn't hear you for a second there. Um, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> I had this question by coincidence yesterday. And I've been thinking about it more and more and more. We, we looked at the numbers uh, when the current uh, uh, healthcare guru, who now, uh, Barack Obama's out doing speeches about healthcare, and how, was it healthcare.gov? Dot, dot I yep, think it's healthcare.gov. Like I'd like to know how we went from $9 trillion in debt as a country to $21 trillion of debt in the country, and people still don't have healthcare. How is that possible?
1: Well, I don't know how to even address the governmental uh, debit at this point in time. We tend to go into more and more debt debt, you know, with each yep. successive year. Yep. So I I don't even I don't even know how to put any kind of you know hand on that. Yeah, I'm just saying, um, you know, what do we spend far- our money
2: on? You know, that's it. What are we spending our money on if it's not the people in their health care? It's ridiculous.
1: Well, I mean, we spend our money on regards to all the welfare plans that are out there. Right. I right. believe the last statistic that I came across was that 45% of our federal government every year spends money on welfare as far as, oh. uh, you know, dependent children. Um, Which is good. Yeah. Welfare, unemployment, all kinds of stuff. So,
2: Can't they just get a job in radio? It's really easy. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
7: That's
1: pretty funny. Uh, uh, I, you know, I wish it would be as simple as when we were back in elementary school. You know, you just studied for a test and you got the grade you deserved. Right. But it's not that straightforward anymore.
2: No, I understand that completely. Healthcare care fraud is rampant and rising, costing taxpayers at least $100 billion annually. Some physicians pad their incomes by duplicate billing, billing for services they don't perform, or performing services patients do not even need. Why is healthcare such a disaster in America across the board? Why too much money to be made? Well, huh?
6: healthcare
1: <laughs> healthcare happens to be uh, a, a system that doesn't have a lot of accountability to it in some regard because patients are billed, but their third party payer is billed. They're not billed directly. So they don't know whether the bill is correct or not. So that's a part of just yeah. being accountable. Yeah,
6: you're and absolutely. An, right. And
1: another part of the lack of accountability is that you can because you have an insurance, say you've got United or you have Cigna or whatever, um, you don't know what the contract is between your health care carrier health insurance carrier And the hospital that you're going to to get a CT scan or to get an x-ray or to get an MRI or to get your appendix out or to get your tonsils out. You don't know what the contract says between your health insurance and the hospital. And so the hospital and health insurance have a contract, and they build health insurance based on their contract. And you may be in-network or out-of-network. And if you're out-of-network, you have to pay a whole lot more. Yep. If you're in network, then you pay a whole lot less, but then your health insurance then turns around and says, well, this is what we covered, and the hospital is going to bill you for the rest.
2: <clears throat> that is so amazing. So, sure. I
1: mean, some of it is, it's just you don't know what the billing is and what, is, what are they billing for. And you may get billed from the hospital for the OR time. And then get billed by the physician for the surgical time. Well, and you may not understand that there's going to be two different bills.
6: The,
8: it's the one time I actually did see a bill that I got from a hospital. And I don't know how I ended up with it because they usually go right to the insurance company. You don't see anything. But I ended up with one and there's there was stuff and I'm like, I didn't have this done. they they that they, they, charged, they charged me for like some, a pill and some bandage. I'm like, I didn't have any bandage. <laughs> (laughs) The
2: Kleenex is like 30
8: bucks. (laughs) No, but a Band Aid is like four bucks or something. It's just Mm,
2: unbelievable. The whole thing is amazing. And aspirin's
8: like $12. Well,
2: Sharon, as an example, I have a tough time sleeping. I have had my whole adult life. I just have a hard time sleeping. And I used to be on one of the pharmaceutical sleeping medications. And I decided this is not. And it was okay. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a barn burner or anything like that. A doctor. Turned me on to this all-natural sleep aid. So I went and used that. Worked like a charm. The all-natural sleep aid for one month cost me $4. The pharmaceutical uh, sleeping pill was $400 a month. What is that all about? Okay. <laughs> Man. The, the, the prices that pharmaceutical companies are allowed, allowed to charge is insane. But they do kick back money to the doctors, too, from what I understand. Is that true?
1: There is some kickback, in particular in oncology, um, but you also have to remember that pharmaceutical companies have a huge upfront seven or eight years worth of costs because they have to do all the research on the right. medication right. and do all the clinical trials mm-hmm. on that medication, then go to the FDA and get the approval to start commercially going out to the physicians and getting. You know, It's an FDA-approved drug at this point in time, and they have all of those upfront costs of all the clinical trials and everything else, and so when they start producing and making this drug commercially available, it's going to be at a higher price because sure. they're covering all their seven, eight years back costs. Well, yeah, the I cost
3: could... to get one drug from research and development to the market is $2.6 billion. Why? I don't know. But, you know, imagine even if you get it right the first time, that's still your $2.6 billion in the hole. And that's not even including, like, if you get a drug all the way to phase four or whatever, and then it uh, it gets pulled, then you just spent a billion and a half dollars on literally nothing.
2: God, that is well, mind.
1: I'm surprised that you know the various phases of phase one, through phase four mm-hmm. drug development. That's very good.
2: Oh, Thank don't be nice you. to my son now that you're nice to my son. I'm going to have to hear it all night. way to go. He Sharon. loves drugs so <laughs> loves some drugs that's what it is now I, I are we ever Sharon going to get to a point where everybody does get health care and everything is cost you know the, the these companies uh yes, I understand. Well, here's one part I don't understand about what you said, Sharon. The research and development costs a fortune. Why do Americans always have to pay for all the research and development for every drug in the world? No one else wants to do it. Yeah, no one else wants to do it, so we foot the the bill for the entire world. What's that all about?
1: Well, we we probably foot the bill for about 90%, 95% of all of the research for the new drugs in development. There are, there is some research being done in Japan on the the new statin drug, which was Lavallo. Japan did all of that research. Mm-hmm. There's new research that's coming out of Germany in regards to Novartis doing some research over in Germany with yeah. new drugs coming from Novartis Pharmaceutical. So, about probably 90, 95 percent of all uh, new drug research is done here in the U.S. Um, and of course, you know, all the pharmaceutical companies they know about how to do research here in the U.S. They know all the regulations and everything else. The other countries are not as stiff. Um, They're not as strict in regards to doing research on new drugs. So if they brought the new drug from Germany, let's say, or from Japan to the U.S. and tried to get it FDA approved, they may have to do additional research here in the U.S. to get the FDA approval because our approval and our looking at things and stipulations regarding how safe is this drug it is higher than other countries.
8: Yeah, it's amazing. So they'd have to, they'd have to pay for it twice, which she's saying, if they yeah, brought it from right. Germany, they'd have to do it twice, so yep. why? They yeah, because
3: them. they'd have to get it FDA right. it's, approved. It's the same
8: with medical device. We're number one for medical device. Even though Germany engineers more medical devices than we do, right. there's no sense in doing it there because they couldn't market it here.
3: Yeah, that yeah. does But no one wants to say, we should have less strict FDA regulations because well, we then should. they're like, oh, well, you you want drugs that kill people to get on the market.
8: Well, the that's medical, what people would the, say. The tourism, medical tourism is growing tremendously yeah, that's what in I this understand. country. People yeah, fly all fair. over the world to get stuff done because you can't get it done here.
2: Right, that's what I understand. Sharon, what, what, what is the leading? Well,
1: medical tourists.
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Sharon.
1: I was just going to. I was going to speak about medical tourism here for a minute. Sure, there is a problem with medical tourism, and that is when people like go to India to get plastic surgery done. Mm. Um, they have come back to the U.S. with horrible yeah. infections that we don't have in the U.S. and that they have in India.
8: Well, I would never go to India. <laughs> <laughs> for no you. For,
2: for surgery. Any kind of surgery. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sharon, the one hundred billion dollars a year in healthcare fraud. How? Uh, I, sub- I assume it started long ago. How does it continue? Um, it, I can't say what is it because it's not just one thing, I'm sure. There are all these different things. How is it, Is it just very easy to pull off health care fraud? Uh, is that one of the problems?
1: It, it has been easy to pull off health care fraud. The other part of the problem is the fact that the Department of Justice does not have enough investigators and federal prosecutors to go after all of the cases. Oh, yeah. The problem currently is that they are only working in nine cities in the U.S., and there's a whole lot more cities than nine in the U.S., um, which has health care fraud going on. And until they clear out the health care fraud in those nine cities, they're not moving on to another nine cities. And so, oh. you know, the rest of the U.S. is just ignored, and people continue to do health care fraud because they don't think they're ever going to get caught.
2: Now, Sharon, is there one group of people that tends to pull us off, or is it across the board? People of all races, colors, creeds, sexes, orientations are or not everybody, but are all types of people involved in healthcare fraud.
1: There's, I have when I was reading the Department of Justice website, there was nurses, there was pharmacists, there's physical therapists, there was um, health clinic owners. There was physicians, I mean, it's just, it's across the board. Doesn't matter who, who they are, they can, they figure out a way to do it, they do it.
2: Is there any way we can put a stop to it? Is there any, any way we can, I don't know, reach out to certain people and say, look, this needs to stop and you need, if you want to hold on to your position in the federal government, you need to do something about this. Is that possible?
1: Well, within the federal government, if somebody is caught doing fraud, they're fired, Um, Within any private corporation or private hospital, if they're caught doing fraud, they're typically also fired. Um, But it's a matter of having morals and ethics and standing up for honesty and and having a morality and thinking this is right, right, and this is wrong. And I'm not going to do the wrong. I'm only going to do the right.
6: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So a lot of it is just how you are raised. And whether you're raised with, well, it's okay to, you know, cheat your friend or to cheat on a test. And then as you grow up, it becomes, it's okay to shortcut this or not do this for a patient. And then it goes on to, well, seeing that that was okay because I shorted this patient out and I didn't exactly take care of him the way that I should have been. Now I can go on into healthcare abroad and you know take home an extra thousand a month and oh well nobody saw that so now i'm going to take home even more
2: oh yeah so that so it does kind of build and uh the more they can get away with they just keep pushing the 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 boundaries and the limits i'm i'm sure
8: and why wouldn't they
2: yeah and why they don't get caught why why wouldn't they? unbelievable it's just i'm gonna go home and cry now sharon it's your fault (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't mean to make you upset, Tom. I am trying to do something about this myself. And, I mean, I've got my TED Talk scheduled for April um, to speak on this topic. And I'm working with Dr. Carol Gunn and Dr. Pamela Wimble in regards to, because when people enter medicine, whether it's as a PA, a nurse, or a physician, when they enter medicine, they have all these high ideals that they're going to be able to take care of patients and do this and do that and they get burned out because they get beat down they get verbally emotionally assaulted some of them get physically assaulted like i've been physically assaulted uh, oh and so God. they go i'm gonna i'm gonna bully these people because they're bullying me or they go into healthcare fraud because they say i deserve this money because i've been bullied or they decide to do suicide, which is what Dr. Wimble is working uh, on. Yeah. Um, or, they, or they decide that they tell their children don't go into medicine because they're bitter and really upset and angry about the medical world. And so they tell their children don't go into medicine. It's a horrible field. And they finally you know, leave medicine early because they're just totally burnt out. So you have one of four responses. There should be a fifth response i really enjoy medicine i've been very supported by my physician colleagues i have mentored all of these younger residents coming along i've really shown them how to do things they appreciate what i'm doing and i have done a very good job and i'm going to retire when i'm 65 or 70 type thing so i'm working towards option number five
2: marvelous sharon barrett Healthcare fraud cost taxpayers $100 billion a year. Sharon, thank you so much for your time. I learned a lot today. Thanks very much.
1: Well, thanks, Tom. Bye-bye. Right. Have
2: a good day. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show from healthcare company for a, a, a.
8: It's free money. It really is. It's totally free money.
2: Bob Seeger tonight at the XL Energy Center oh, new at t- seven thirty.
8: Some extra tickets just got released. Oh they did, okay. Yes. All right. Not many, but some tickets just got released Great guy. in the last
2: hour. Really good guy, Bob Seeger, and Love he's Bob wrapping Seger. it up. Last time he's ever gonna appear here is tonight at seven thirty at the X.
8: Well, last time in this city.
2: That's what he said. It's
8: not his last show on the tour.
2: In this city. Right, in this city. Inside the storage unit of an ex-USC gynecologist accused of molesting hundreds of students, hundreds of students, cops say they found what the Los Angeles Times calls calls a trove of homemade pornography, Uh as well as nude photos of women in what appeared to be medical exam rooms. George Tyndall who resigned over the sexual abuse scandal in 2017, has had 234 women file police reports against him. 234. I'm glad you finally brought him down. Hey, (laughs) what what do you think? Uh, For inappropriate touching or remarks, uh, CBS LA reports, more than 400 women have now complained. Four. How did... Okay, once again, Doc. Dr. Tyndall or whatever your name is, how did you think you were going to get away with molesting or touching or taking pictures of 400 women and they were all just going to go, "Oh, well, don't worry about
8: it. How did he stay off the radar for a long I know. Like how the, did he? How did it happen in the first one or two? I
2: mean... Yeah, I know. After Los Angeles police launched their probe into the doctor last spring, detectives who were following him found him occasionally visiting the storage unit that was later raided. Police say possession of the photos isn't necessarily a crime in and of itself, but the fact they were found in a storage unit is troubling. Tyndall has insisted the camera in his exam room was used for medical purposes. Uh Okay. Oh, my God.
8: Yeah, okay. Medical purposes in the dressing room. 400 women. Good God! I don't understand. I, I don't. My brain just works different. I mean, I don't understand yep, that right. mentality. I mean, <laughs> I just don't understand that mentality. He, I
2: don't get it either. Like, I don't even What's understand
8: men that get prostitutes. Like, I don't. I don't, either. I don't understand that. Like, yeah. I, my brain doesn't go so that way. Like, I just don't get it. I just I don't, don't understand it. How I'm would right that be enjoyable?
2: You. I don't know. I don't Why sitting and looking at pictures of once again, I suppose if you're thirteen you've never seen a naked well, woman. Well that's a different that's story. A different that's deal. totally different. Because you've never seen a naked yeah, woman. Yeah, that's different. But now you've seen naked women. It's like why what is the thrill of seeing a naked woman?
8: I don't, but I don't understand like guys that get hookers and they still do it.
2: Yeah, I know. People think that, that still
8: of... happens, you know. People well, they
2: love me though. They might be hooking, but yeah. they love
6: me.
8: I don't get that. <laughs> I just don't get the prostitution thing. I, just, I don't because it. Doesn't...
0: it doesn't have anything to do with any sort of emotional connection. Well,
8: yeah, if
3: you're terrified them, of emotions just, or yeah. commitment or anything like that. You obviously well, some people have. Are just, they're scared of commitment.
0: Yeah, but, or but... you think that you're not worth any. <clears throat> Yeah. real relationship or human I mean, I connection. Why, I, like, I, I, mean, it, I can understand it's why some disgusting. women would do
8: it for money, but I don't understand why guys would want to be with a prostitute. Why don't they just go get a girlfriend?
0: Because they can't. Well, like, not everybody,
2: why I can't. everybody can get a girlfriend, can't they? I always no. think so. Some I, people.
8: I, I can get no. a couple a day.
2: Oh my okay. God. Oh God Aren't we here cool? we go. Here we go. Aren't we fancy? Just saying. Yeah. 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 I, a and I disaster.
0: think of it on the other side. Like, if I had a teacher when I was in college that tried to like touch me at all, I would have ripped their hand off of their body. Yeah. Like, I never. Not to say that the victims of you know assault or anything, but it's like, what is it about certain people's personalities where it's like, if you tried to do that to somebody, it would that would not fly. But then yeah. so many other people, it happens because they're scared, and yeah. then they don't know, they don't, or they don't want to talk about it because they well, are know, victims and stuff. I can see that stuff. being
8: young. You wouldn't want to tell anybody. Yeah,
0: but even if I were, like, I think when I was even, like, 15, if something like that had, like, somebody had tried to do something like that to me, I would have but
8: that's the a, F out. But that's because he's your dad. But, I mean... But you're raised, you, were with with, you were raised with that knowledge. Yeah. So... What knowledge? That not that you
2: would not that put murder up with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that would not be pretty for right. them. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. She was raised
8: with that knowledge, not to deal, put up with anything like that. Because so, it's never. You're right. I, I, it's
0: never. I, like, if I were ever in a situation like that, I never would have thought like I'll tell my dad. I'd be like, I will murder right, but you. Now you got to remember,
8: <laughs> you have, you yeah. have, you have, you're, We're in our third, fourth generation of kids having kids. Nobody's telling these kids that's true. that true, that's wrong. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, opportunists
3: rage. don't go after people that they think you know they go after people who are you know mentally ill or psychologically messed up or homeless I mean, people, that
8: kind of, of thing. One of the only crimes that's rising in this in our city.
0: I know, and it is it's <sighs> interesting because it's like I have a friend named Becky that's from. England and she and I are very similar in a way it's like I remember we were at a bar once for her birthday and a guy she had a really fancy headband on and a guy touched her headband and she smacked his hand away and she was like you don't touch me and I was like that's why we're friends <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do like that
0: I know because it's just like I I don't know
2: You know, I was talking about this this morning though and it's something I, I might I don't know if I have to get over it or not but Men or women, if I meet somebody and I like them, I always touch their shoulder when I go. Okay, well, it's nice to see you.
8: You gotta watch that today. I know, yeah. I know, I, know I, do. I do.
2: But it's so sad. It's, just, it's uh,
8: unfortunate, but it's Human true. contact is to, a good thing. You have to watch even touching somebody's shoulder. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. No, they that's can misread bad. you, and you're you're a target.
2: Yeah, I guess. I, I don't touch too, anybody. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't touch anybody. That's what Nancy told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, and no, I used it's, it's to be a lot. Bad. I used to be a lot more like of a touchy person to, to too. just whoever. Oh, me but too. yeah, and I remember somebody saying like, "I get so uncomfortable when anybody touches me." And so I was really? like, "I can't
8: touch anybody." In well, no, today's again. climate, you can't. You can't just like if you yeah. want to touch somebody's shirt to see what the material feels like. Yeah. you can't do that no more. Yeah, like, no, unless you allowed. ask like, "Can no. I touch right, your right, shirt?" Right, that's not allowed anymore. No, and well, like your dad said, touching somebody's shoulder. Yeah, like hi, to nice to yeah. Yeah, or even double, even shaking somebody's hand, doing the double hand handshake. You can't do. Some people either. don't even like that. Yeah. Oh God.
3: Moves, oh well, Oh, in LA well, I A. I don't like it, but I'm hand. not going to freak out if someone does yeah, it. Yeah, I don't.
8: Know. In L. A. You can't even shake anyone's hand. Well, here's the we won't shake your hand; they only fist bump. <laughs> Dan <laughs> and
0: I, Dan and I, were watching My 600 Pound Life or whatever it's called, a few nights ago at that show.
6: Serious
8: question. Yes. Why do you watch stuff like that? We never. Nancy loves that stuff. It's interesting because
0: we we never watch television. Like Dan will turn on football games and stuff and sometimes hockey but like our tv is very rarely ever on but a couple nights ago dan and i were just like exhausted from parenthood and life and whatever and he was like do you want to turn on the tv and see what's on and i was like sure and And my 600 600 pound life he pulled up and we got so invested in it and the guy died
3: oh they don't usually die.
8: He died. Nancy's hooked on 90 Day Fiance. Oh, fiancee.
0: I've never watched and it. Yeah, I, don't, this was... I just
8: don't get them kind of shows. Well, you get
0: invested in their you journey. you don't learn
8: anything from it.
0: No. Well, and it, we, but it, you
3: do learn that almost everyone over that weight has an enabler. They don't absolute. get that weight themselves. Yeah, well, the yeah.
0: second episode we watched, because we watched two episodes, because we were very invested in these people's stories, <laughs> he actually recorded, we went to bed halfway through the second episode, and he was laying there in bed, and he's like... I'm going to go down and record the rest of the episode. And I was like, good idea. (laughs) Oh,
8: God. See, that's the problem. (laughs) That's right there is the problem.
0: But this woman did not stand up out of bed for two and a half years. The
2: people
8: that haven't stood up for 10 years, 20 years.
2: Sounds like a dream come true.
0: Anyway, why I brought this up is in the episode where the guy died, the doctor was shaking a woman's hand. And she held onto it for like three straight minutes. And Dan was like, let go of her. The guy's hand.
6: That's weird, yeah. <laughs> when you just sit this there. Is
0: so unco- I, he's like, I'm uncomfortable,
2: yeah, and I'm just watching it yeah.
0: on television.
2: That part is true, no that doubt. That I get. It. We
3: have yeah.
2: Brad Blanks, oh
3: think, on the phone. Brad, who?
2: Hey,
7: guys. Hey, how you doing?
2: What's the buzz? What are you up to?
7: Mate, I just want to check in. I, I miss you, Tom. I miss the family. How's everyone doing?
2: What are you going to come to Key West? I hope so. Well, hey,
7: top, Tom. Yeah, that was pretty wild when you announced that on the radio last week. Because you know, I'm just a, I'm like a, I'm like a plumber, plumber for hire. So, um, of course, I want to be there. But you know, I haven't heard from any of the executives.
2: You know, <laughs> they, they, don't they don't have, have executives, <laughs> only executives, Jesus Christ,
6: <laughs> whatever.
7: Well, I, I did come up with that line, like I've gone straight to the boss, that yeah, you know, the guy that owns the car yard. And as i was saying it, I'm like, oh no, no, I've got to pull this back. I've got to pull this back. All right, yeah. I, you know, it's that whole, yo, know, I know you're the boss, but you, these executives—they they work magic. Smoke I am mirrors, not
2: anyone's guys. boss. Make that very clear. I am the boss <laughs> of no one. Because if I were, I'd fire everyone every day and then hire them back the next morning.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, <funny.
2: laughs> no,
7: that's it, great. It, well, I'd love to go. I'd love, to, you know, I'll um, I'll, make, I'll I'll send an email to you know, Kelly and Scott, and see what the deal is, and. Yeah, you, you, know, you got to what, come. what plans are.
2: And, I mean, it's right yeah, down to East Coast. it's an epic
7: concept. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's perfect, isn't it? So you, when you fly, how are you structured
8: Get you and Catherine? will you fly down on the Saturday?
2: No, or no we're, or? we're just going to drive down. We're going to be we're gonna be in uh, Florida oh, at yeah. the time, yeah.
8: You're going to drive? Great.
2: Well, from our... from oh, from West Palm. Yeah.
8: yeah. It's still a long drive. It is still a long drive. But yeah. if you, have you ever made that drive? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever stop in Deerkey? Key? see the little baby deer? Yes. Yeah, all the key deer We've are
2: seen, yeah, oh yeah. Awesome, when we man. were at the key, there the was gorge. key yes. deer all you, over the place. If you
8: stop at dusk and so just pull fun. over, they'll walk right up to your car. Oh,
3: yeah, totally. They don't have any oh. sense of danger. Yeah,
8: we were eating
0: dinner at a table outside, and they just walked up. No, it's like, well, the yeah. only
8: place in the world they exist. Yep. In the, the key whole deer? entire yeah, world. Yeah, that's right. And the yeah. reason why is because there's a very small, limited source of fresh water. It's a little tiny oh, lake. It's okay. very small. Right. So they stay. The deer stay. They adapt it, and they yep. only grow to dog size. So yeah, the dog size. They're size exactly of right. like a yellow lab.
3: Oh well, yeah, they walked up to our table and tried to eat some of Alex's food just it's right really, off the table. No, it was her <laughs> yeah. birthday they And they were
0: deer. eating rose petals from the ground and spitting them out. <laughs> and you know, yep. like, I don't dust, like these. Dust the dog. <laughs> the one.
8: speed limit on the freeway is twenty-five miles an hour. It is. Because otherwise, you'll hit the key hit deer. If you one yeah. of those deer,
3: oh yeah, no. Be prepared. Yep.
8: You're in for a hundred grand.
3: Yeah, really. Because they're yeah. they're I I don't know if they're in danger. Oh, what they're way in danger. But yeah, they do not like you. They don't like they're you so, touching them.
2: No, they're, yeah, they it's the only don't place in them. the world. Don't they look exist at them. In the whole world. They're so cute. It's unbelievable. Well, it was for Alex's birthday key several deer. years ago. We went down to Little Palm Island.
0: Pre-babies.
2: Yeah, pre-babies, that's right. Yeah, Down to Little Palm Island and had dinner on the beach. That's and, beautiful. And the pe- people down there, they put rose petals all over the yeah. beach. And the yeah. key deer came over. They and wanted to Alex eat teared awesome up. Place. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I think that's
8: one of the nicest keys.
2: Uh, oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Alex, I got to tell you, you can't something.
8: Can't kidnap these deer,
7: can you? Can you kidnap the deer and take it back to Minnesota? <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> this not, is
2: Brad. mine now. you would no, be in a liar. I'm trouble. pretty sure you can't do that. I
8: mean, the deer would probably let you do it. <laughs> oh yeah, they would. Yeah, they were But if you got caught, you I think it's a serious federal offense. Yeah, I think you're. It's like
3: right how, how y'all having
8: a look now. They're beautiful, beautiful they animals. They are. Aren't yeah, they are. They're, they're tiny. They're like a like a medium sized dog.
3: Yes, they are. They're
8: like yeah, they the are. Michael Jackson of deer. Yeah. Michael Jackson of deer, aren't they? Very <laughs> petite. Yes. They're very petite. petite,
7: very slender. Yeah, well, well, all right, so you can't shoot them. There's no hunting key deer. There's no. That, nothing, none of that. Sort of no. Yeah, that's good. No, all there's right. no well, key deer.
3: I mean, no you, deer you, you'd deer. get maybe like 10 pounds of meat off them anyway, so.
7: All right, right, good. Wow. So which, which key is that? Is it half at the halfway mark? Along
3: or? No, near Sound Key bottom. West, yeah, but not all Key the West. way to Key West. I like it's the fourth
8: up from Key West. Yeah, it's called Deer Key. So, Key West is it, it, yeah. It's amazing place, isn't
7: it? I, I've been there a, a few times, and you, you, when you do the cruise and you get your one day in Key West, and it's just a, uh, it's like a, uh, it's like a, it's one of those old shopping, you know, those shows where you just have to get as much shopping, uh, sh- shopping stuff into your shopping cart. Remember those shows? Supermarket you just, Sweep. Yeah. You know, the supermarket sweep—that's it. It's the supermarket sweep of drinking. You land there, and all you're doing is macking and
8: drink Key, up that street. Key oh, West is like Vegas and and New Orleans. You, uh, you only can spend so much time there. Yeah. And then you have to go. Before no, you're you die. right. You're right. No,
2: you're absolutely right. <laughs> it just gets it to be monotonous home. and. Oh well, yeah. You I suppose. spend yeah, too I much mean, time. You're there. on a small island, and yeah. you spend
8: too much time there. Right.
2: Yeah. I love it.
8: Go down. Go well, down I, for four I, days. I walked before. around. Four that. days is perfect. Yeah. It's that Ernest Hemingway,
7: yeah, cat? with yep. all the cats, awesome. it, cats, it makes you want to drink. Makes you want to drink
8: and read well. books, but uh, you, you, you just end up drinking and never reading Do You well, know, all true. the you know all the cats there have five toes. Six toes. Six toes. I'm sorry, yeah, six, six toes. toes. <laughs> they all have six toes. <laughs>
3: A lot of cats do. That's <laughs> yeah. actually really but common. There,
8: they all do.
3: They're they all probably because yeah. they're all related. <laughs>
2: yeah, yep, they are. They are absolutely it's all related. It's called really And
6: really.
7: then you get to that point, you know, where it says how many miles.
6: Cuba. Like is it
7: 90 miles 90 miles 90, 90 yep. miles So you get there And you're so drunk You actually There's a moment Where you think You can swim it <laughs> But you're so drunk You look at that sign And you go "See your mate I'm going to do this step, though. You can't do 90 miles, Fred. Well,
8: I, was, oh, down, I was I was. living down there in the 80s when it was cocaine cowboy days, and many of boats wow. came across that channel. <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: Oh,
3: yeah. See, the longest distance ever swum without flippers is 140 miles. So, so if you can make really? it yeah, almost the longest distance ever, But that that's is, pretty impressive. That
8: is the Bermuda Triangle right there. And yes, it the, is. And the, it's very, very treacherous to, to go in that water no, you candy ass no it's a it's more people disappear right there in Boston yeah. anywhere in the world
2: I thought it was Cabo were really
8: there. yes that really? area is more people more people yeah, disappear totally. in Boston anywhere in the world
2: that is amazing
3: and for the longest time they didn't know why because they, they didn't have GPS right. or it's these cross right. kind of these
8: cross currents yeah, yeah. they'll just suck, suck, you suck you right you under down.
2: yep that's terrible we'll take a break be right back in two minutes stay with us right Brad yeah, mate, yeah. Are you doing a report on, on a Hollywood report for us on the next <laughs> segment?
7: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's up to you. Like, I don't mind. I'm just happy to talk to you guys. Whatever you want. I mean, i got well, Jeffrey Ross sitting here this morning. Do you want to play a bit of Jeffrey?
2: Yeah, whatever you want to do. We'll be right back with Brad Blank's Tom Bernard Show. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes.
10: Bob Saget, how are you, mate? How's it going? I came to this show when it was just small. I think I came to your first one. You did? did. Out on the street, I was that lonely guy. I looked looked
2: homeless. I tried to help you, but I wanted to do the scleroderma benefit. Right,
10: good. Thank you, Bob. And uh, what, what do you expect from the evening? Do these people get really drunk and enjoy themselves and give money to people
2: and it's a, a high-end evening they they, uh, they drink good wine yes. we don't mind them getting drunk as long as it's not sloppy
10: right. and, uh, where do you go in the next few weeks what do you do with yourself Are you well, with your family or? What i do
2: with myself i'm married i don't have to do it by myself anymore i'm going to miami to do some shows i'm opening a new venue in miami and then i have a new television show now there's a new show called videos after dark that's going to come on abc That i'll be hosting and it's a reverend and i'm doing the voiceovers like i used to do and it's uh naked blurred people and babies and i'm doing fuller house which comes out this friday on netflix Uh, fuller house is bad as an
10: entertainer have you now hit it all like you've hit young children because my nine-year-old never hit anyone (laughs) nine-year-old son said oh dad bob saget i love him
2: i do have different demographics the young kids don't know that i do the adult stuff But this video show will be both. If you're, if you're, if you're over 12, you
10: can watch it. Well, might be my son could watch it. He'll learn something from you. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah, teach yeah. you something. I learned all my stuff from you as a young yeah, man. I, I taught you. They yeah, taught me very well. I raised you well. Yeah, you did. I'm yeah, proud of you. Thank, you. thank you, Bob.
2: Bob Saget, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet. I met him thanks to Jeff Cesario. Bob Saget's a great guy. He, <laughs> sitting on the morning show one time, and the, I don't know, it was many, many years ago, general manager almost... Crapped themselves because he said, "You know I'm from Norfolk, Virginia." And I said, "Yeah, I knew you were from Norfolk, Virginia. He goes, You know the town slogan I said, No, what's the town slogan mm-hmm. for Norfolk, Virginia?" And he goes, Norfolk, we neither drink nor smoke." <laughs> and then he said the name of the town, and it was very funny. Oh, like
0: <laughs> the dad on Full House.
6: Yep. Oh, yeah, he's just how inappropriate.
8: I've seen, oh, yeah. com- super I've seen him in the original room to Comedy Store late night. It's bad, man. Yeah, he I can't believe bad. that he's... It's the,
0: it's the dad.
3: I
6: know.
0: Danny
8: Tanner. <laughs> if you want to see real comics do their real thing, in the, the original room at the Comedy Store late night, the only people in there are comics. It'll be yeah, about fifteen, yeah. just comics, and somebody like him walking. And I've seen him Bob walk in and do fifteen minutes and it's just good. the dirtiest, filthiest stuff you've ever he heard. He
2: is dirty mm-hmm. and filthy. It's absolutely true. Great
8: guy though, really nice. Yeah, nice, nice, guy. nice,
2: nice Really guy. nice guy. So,
7: Brad. Yeah, he got he got he got quite he got quite emotional last night. Yeah, because uh, this foundation, it, it, his uh, sister must have passed away. It must have been thirty years ago that she died from this uh, yeah this disease, scleroderma. Yeah. Scleroderma. You know, scleroderma. And, uh, yeah, he loves this night. Yeah, what is that, uh, Andy? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, scleroderma? I don't actually know. Well, derma's your skin. Yeah. Right? Skin cancer? Uh, hardening and tightening of the skin and connective tissues. It's,
2: oh, so it's, oh, so it's not a cancer? It's,
3: no, it's very rare, apparently. God,
2: that's hardening and tightening, tightening and hardening of the skin. It's an autoimmune disease. Oh, that's, oh, too, that's, that's terrible. It
8: tears your immune system yeah. down to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By diet die something else.
2: So you're at this uh, event last night, Bob Saget. Now you had yep, Jeff- Jeffrey Ross as well, is that correct?
7: That's right. So Jeffrey was going um I caught him before he was going on stage with uh, Dave Attell. Yeah, so I seen the, the show. You
2: no, know, uh, yep, I got to ask you so something. There go. I, Brad. Yeah. Do you think Dave Attell's funny? Uh,
7: I I don't have enough experience
2: with Way to, to, way to do the tap dance. I love it. Nice tap
8: dance. I don't, I, I don't think those two teamed up are a good pair to be teamed up.
6: I just. Don't I think well, they well, take I'm away say, from each other.
7: He got off stage, David Tell, last night, and I heard him say, I tanked, just quietly, just off the oh. side. He goes, like oh, she's a tank. And I'm like, this guy that's known as a successful, very successful comic, um... Yeah, that he said he had a poor performance. It was a tough room, anyway. In there, that's oh, John Oliver. You'll yeah. hear him
8: later say it was, it was a pack with rich,
7: very rich white dudes. Where,
6: where,
7: where,
8: where was this event at?
7: It was at the Caroline's. So yeah. they booked it out. It was Bob Saget's found this foundation yep. for Sir right. Dermar. they um, yeah, packed. Yeah, yeah chock a block. They would have made a lot of money. Um, but yeah, it was like. Yeah, yeah there, there weren't that many laughs at certain stages. Michael Shea got up there and actually did really well by just saying, you guys, are, he went straight away, you're not going to laugh at anything I say. And then that laugh, he, he actually probably got the most laughs because he just defused them straight away.
2: That's
8: um, a good idea. No, anyway. Did, did, yeah. did, did uh, Ross go on? Would they go on together? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. See, they've, been doing, the, they've, the, been, they've the, been doing. They've been. They've been touring the country together. And I just think it's a bad combo. I just. They. they take away from each other, in my opinion. I know both of them. And seeing both of them separately, I think they're funny or separate. I don't think they're good together.
6: Yeah. Hmm. Well, they well they not don't
7: prepare. There's no. He, uh, Jeffrey said there's no preparation. He was right, happy when right, he right. he's going up by himself altogether, and, and Bob said, "No, I want you to be there. To be, do your thing. Your Netflix thing." When I heard this, pre when they arrived and. Um, and they went up, to, and Jeffrey turned to me and goes, "Great,
8: I don't have to prepare." Yeah, it's so, in, they're, they're doing improv. That's what that's what the whole thing right, is. It's right. all improv. And you know, Jeff Jeff started the whole battle of comic battles at the comedy store. Yeah, he and, did, yeah. And and it was thought it was going to be a TV show, but nobody picked it up. No. But it was packed at the comedy store. It was very successful at the comedy store.
2: All right, so we have Brad Blank's and Jeffrey Ross yep. on the Tom Bernard Show. Or do we?
0: It's loading jeffrey you look very yes. definite. i love the jacket
10: <laughs> thank you i'm feeling very like cleaned up or something Where did you get this this is armani
2: has oh, wow. not a lot of armani
10: um, life's good for you life's yeah. great yeah. better than ever <laughs> you got a new girlfriend or you had her for a while are you trying to hook me up <laughs> with somebody wow you roll with top-notch women they say oh is that right yeah. Yeah. it's on wow. the street no what street are you hanging out on your buddies have been telling me that you've been going pretty good. Is that right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like we should double date. You got thought you were offering yeah. to be a wingman or yeah, something. Yeah, I'd love I mean i love to if I was single. i happily married. well. All right. Yeah, yeah. But uh Netflix special's been good. The yeah, the one with Patel, yeah. Yeah, it's killing it. Pumping makes. I think it's coming down tonight. Does it make you nervous? Is it like ever No, it relaxes me because now I don't have to prepare. I could just That's go mess around good. with Dave. Right. Yeah. We'll, well someone will throw a word out or Dave will just call say nice yeah. jacket and it's off and running. Yeah, we don't even prepare. So stay out of his firing line there. What would you say to me if I'm up on stage with you? Security, Jeffrey Ross on Caroline's a historic moment in life. Thank
2: you. Bert. Yeah, I like Jeffrey. We had him on the, the KQ Morning Show in Vegas uh, a few years ago, and he came down because the show back then started at 3:30 in the morning in Vegas. <laughs> God. Right. He came down in in his bathrobe, and he was. Seemed to be a little hungover. He was definitely tired. He did a great interview. Was a very nice man. Got up to leave and forgot to take his headphones off. So as he stood up, his headphones opened his robe, and he didn't have much on underneath the robe. Oh, dear. (laughs) like, whoops, (laughs) (laughs) whoops.
10: That didn't work out, too. Nice guy. (laughs) The grandma...
7: Yeah, the grandmas in the front row loved that, though,
2: Tom. I would think I so. I loved yeah. it. I don't think there's any question yeah. about it. So I do know.
8: Right. It's Jeff Ross. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice.
7: He last
0: is funny for me when he shaved his head. He shaved his yeah. head, yeah. I Why? know. I loved his hair. It made him, it was I like agree. part of his personality. I,
8: I, agree. I agree. Why did he do that? I
0: don't know. Was he going bald? I think
8: it was getting thin. Was, was it? it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, what else you got, Crazy, frizzy, frizzy thin hair doesn't work. No, nah, I suppose that's... Yeah, yeah. All right,
6: um...
7: Let's go into John Oliver. Um, yeah, he turned up. This is just people just turning up, walking in off the street and going straight on stage. So I managed to grab him before he was going up. I hadn't seen him, you know, for about five years. Um, and uh, it was good, you know, and now he's become pretty much a superstar at the back of this HBO show. Um, so it was good to have a couple of words with him. By this stage, I'm hammered, Tom, too. I'm, like, standing around waiting at, next to the bar. So I've drank about... Three or four wines and eight beers. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck. four
2: wines yeah. and eight beers. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah and, I, yeah. and I hadn't eaten much either. I was just like just hammered, but I had to wait and put in. You know, get, get the interview. So yeah. And then inebriated. What's the word? Inebriated. And then inebriated, inebriated, and then inebriated. Yes. Went,
2: so inebriated. Go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Now you tell me, John Oliver's a really <laughs> nice guy too. Very nice
7: guy. Yeah. It was in this morning when. Um, when we brought up, I really, I've always thought this that you and him would get along really well. But yeah. regardless of politics, um, I just, I, I, yeah, I just think there'd be a, a, a good check because you, you do have fondness for a gag and a joke and performance.
2: I do, yeah.
7: Um, yep. Yeah, I, I reckon he's your, he's your, he's your type of guy if you can take all the political messaging. It, it, I mean, when you watch those shows intensely, they do get a bit too much the uh, john oliver do, show. Yeah, i like watching yeah, it in clips do. i watch a five minute clip and here and there and um don't knock it all out at once your, your head will spin but um great to catch up with him a good englishman he's from the north of england birmingham oh
2: birmingham. he's from birmingham i didn't know he's from birmingham england yeah yeah, yeah. very cool birmingham. very cool here is brad blanks with john oliver tom bernard show
10: you hang out and have eight beers and wait for a man to interview him and the man turns up, John Oliver, how are you? I will not speak
11: to you until you're eight beers deep. I will, I will breathalise you to check that that's...
10: This is a beautiful moment in my craft and your craft yeah. where you've run into a semi-drunk reporter who's yes.
11: interviewing you now. My, fa- you- my favourite kind of reporter, nice and loose. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen to you on the Emmys red carpet when you were walking the Emmys? No, no, because, no. No, because they, they, they like to keep it tight.
6: Right.
11: I, I respect the commitment to conversation that you have to say, right. I'm going to get sourced up, and then I'm going to start speaking from the heart. Right. So, can you yeah. believe we're at Caroline's, we're in the bar, there's
10: yes. a thousand people in a room in there, and I'm just told to wait next to a Christmas tree. If there's a thousand
11: people in that room, there's a right. fire marshal about to shut down.
6: You're, you're to... <laughs> no,
11: this, we're, we're very much the evening where it's a fork in the road. There is a fork where this is a success. There is also a fork where I lose my temper with this audience and ruin everyone's evening. Really? We don't yet know at this point which which fork I'm going down. So I've you, been down both. Have you had forks where you've lost your temper? You're such a pleasant man. man. I can be. I, 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 I at kind of charity gigs, I can be irritable. <laughs> I don't know why. It's objectively almost the nicest time to do comedy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's the point is it's you know, it's always for fundraising so you need some uh, lots of rich people in a room to give their money. Yeah. And so I will say that 30% of this room statistically are off. if yeah. Things are going well. <laughs> right. you, can you can see at least four from here, and I can only see nine yep. people. Well, I know the guy that
10: shot Bin Laden's in there, and the guy—the guy that saved Tom <laughs> Hanks in that Somalian hostage
11: movie—he's here too. Captain Phillips. Yeah, yeah the pirates. He's, yeah. In the yeah, he's in the audience. He's in the audience. Yeah. Are you sure that's true, or is that the, an eight beer deep guess? That's very funny. Is he hanging out? The big Bob Saget fan, full house. He watched every episode. <laughs> I would absolutely love if, after that mission to kill the world's most wanted terrorist, they relaxed by binging Full House. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's got a nail. Guys, we have earned it. You mate, <laughs> you're a good man. He is. That
2: was very, very funny. I like his take on all that stuff. It's like, really, you're eight beers deep and. <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah, an eight beer guess. An eight. Uh, it sounds like an eight beer guess. Very good one. Of, that very was very, Don't very
2: That was very good. Yeah, that was very, very funny. Now, this next, i got to say one thing, by the way, to the staff here on the Tom Bernard Show. You guys get to talk to Yardley Smith tomorrow, and I'm very upset. Are you not, not coming in? Well,
6: I'm, I'm hoping. Having,
2: oh, your surgery is actually tomorrow. It's tomorrow.
3: Assuming yeah. you can get your interview done.
0: The surgery is five minutes from here.
3: Yeah.
2: Why can't you just drag just, your double hernia cut open yeah. abdomen just it, over?
8: Just do, it Come from the, just do it over his phone.
2: Nice try. Yeah.
0: I went home four well, hours you know, after know. having a baby. It's not a
2: One thing I will tell you that that is not good because I tried. Last one I had my hydroseal repaired like five, six, seven years ago. Laughing is not a good idea when you've mm-hmm. had your crotch worked on. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> not a good idea. Oh. Well, that's true. But Yardley oh. Smith. Make sure you tune in tomorrow because she is the voice of Lisa Simpson. She's a lovely woman. I just I think the world of her. Hasn't she been so, on
8: before? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I remember. Yeah, she was just on, on the
2: KQ Morning Show a couple days ago. But she
8: was on this show before.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. She's been on Lisa yeah. Smith. Yeah, so Yardley. Yeah, she's a Lisa nice Simpson. Lisa Simpson. She's a very nice lady. Yeah. Uh, so Brad, we wrap it up with. This is a great interview, by the way, Brad. You carried the the mantle for all of us. Tell us about this war hero, man
7: this is crazy, it only leaks about halfway through, I'm standing on this, red, I'm the only reporter on this little red carpet at this event you know, because I'm, I'm, I love Bob Saget and you know, I knew John Oliver was coming sure. and I be about to get a Jeffrey Ross, and then it sort of permeates through a uh, few people that the guy that shot Bin Laden is in the audience, just as a guest because um, he actually is a Bob Saget fan, and he was, you know, I watched, I went in and I spotted him and he was watching John Oliver and he was laughing having a good laugh at that, and yeah, you know, I didn't know which to go. So, you know, John Oliver was being a bit politically left, and this guy obviously the more on the right side. But he was taking on all the gags and yeah. having a good time. And then, then he got up and walked out because I still wanted to get Robert O'Neill. He was my last get, um, and he walked out. And there's John Oliver, so I get the introduction. I introduce. I oh, go, you did, uh, sir? Um, yeah, I go. Uh, uh, this is uh, Robert O'Neill, this is John Oliver. So they think I'm some sort of middle person. I should have taken commission on that deal, you whatever should've. they were doing. And um, You should have. Yes, yeah, so I got photo. I took photos for him. Oh, here you go. And O'Neill had a beautiful missus there. She was in a red dress, long legs, you know, delightful. Um, only some sort of true hero should have. And um, I said, oh, Robert, can I have a chat to you about life and what, what the heck you're doing here? So this is that interview, Tom.
2: I love it, Brad Blanks with Robert O'Neill, Robert J O'Neill, right? That's great. Yep. on oh, Bernard Show.
9: Robert O'Neill, how are you, mate? I'm well. Thanks for having me. No, it's incredible. We. How uh, running I run into you here? I got invited by a buddy of mine uh, up the street here, uh, Aton Sugarman from a few of the steakhouses houses. Said you want to come to Caroline's for a comedy show. Bob Sagas. He had me at Bob Saget. I'm. Is Caroline going to be there? Absolutely. And then. So my wife and I came in, we've got great seats, we're listening to some great comedy. Yep. What I like about it too is it's like, at first some of the comics are a little bit non-politically correct, yep. but once we get used to it, it's like comedy right. might be making a comeback, cause like, come on, let's all laugh and about you it. you were laughing, you were on fire I tonight. La- I was laughing at everything, they were making jokes. Uh, Whatever political beliefs I have, they're they're going one way or the other. It's just yeah. it's just uh, respect the irony of a great joke.
10: Well, um, John Oliver turned up tonight, and I said, yeah. "John, do you know the man that took down Bin Laden is in the audience?" And he his mind
9: was blown. What was funny about <laughs> that is is that someone told me, to, "Do you realize that John Oliver's performing?" Yeah. And I, uh, when I I travel a lot, I love his show. And I, again, I put politics aside, and enjoy a great joke. Yeah. And I I love John Oliver. He's just a great delivery, the way he, and even uh, self-deprecating jokes. So he's, and he's brilliant. I loved hearing him and so I'm, I'm the one over there just laughing my ass yep. off my wife's like elbow me She's like but John Oliver might hear you I'm like I hope he does that, that moment back with Bin Laden you know
10: is it still do you still wake up in the middle of the night and remember that
9: whole mission no it's, it's one of those things where now at this point so many years later it's there's no there's no way it happened I just know the story But when I think back to it and I can see it whenever I want to, it's just an honor for me to be involved with a team. Uh, And they always talk about the SEAL team that went in. It wasn't just the SEALs. It was the explosive guys, the air crew, the pilots, the the people that found them, a group of women that found them with certain agencies. Just to be called to do that, it's... um, but again, it's like, there's no way I, I was there, but I was and it's just uh it's do not, you, so do you feel you were you were programmed perfectly to do that execute no, 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 that no, job no, no, or like no, no. No, like to do no, it like? No, my my team was programmed perfectly. I just followed really cool guys. And I did it for many years, 400 combat missions, 16 and a half years. I just followed really cool guys. And watch them do cool stuff and then occasionally i would do something cool that's just kind of how it went down greatest people in the world You're very humble if i was the guy that jumped through a skylight and did it by myself i'd be the first one to say hey look at me i'm a hero tonight <laughs> yeah what happens now you and the missus go no. home you've had a great no, night. I mean, we're, we're always on trips it's the holiday season we're just celebrating with people having you know uh, a couple of glasses of red wine enjoying ourselves and we'll do this until the you know we do our new year's re- resolution and then we'll obviously be in the gym for the first four days of 2019 right. and then you, you've puffed out you, have, have you lost yeah uh, she told me i'm a bit puffy that's why i'm not shaving <laughs> too much because i think my cheeks are getting big yeah, you're
10: bad. <laughs> all right robert j o'neal thank you
2: brad you're the best in the yeah. business are you going to be on next week oh. uh, on the morning show uh yes. oh, you are okay good yeah because i want to wish you a you'll, be, you'll be back
7: yeah no, will you will your anatomy be all intact everything will be good i'm next hoping
2: week? once they go mining for hernia That I'll be back. Right. Brad, thank you, sir. Yeah.
7: Thanks, mate. Great talking to you. good luck tomorrow, mate.
2: Brad Blanksley. Yes, thank you very much. Brad Blanks, about as good as they get. Nicest man. One of the nicest people I ever worked with. He has to go to Key West. He does have to come to Key West. It's right down the East Coast. And he's got to come, too, you pill. Uh, if I could get a helicopter there.
0: Brittany has agreed to help me with the children on the flight if we can get on the same flight.
2: Well, you'll be on the KQ flight. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Tom Bernard Show.